0: What is up, guys? Welcome to The Real Build. I'm your host, Bill Ryman, your broker builder. What I'm going to be doing with this show is actually showing you guys what exactly you need to look for prior to buying, building, selling, or even renting a home. I'm going to bring in some of the top people in the industry so we can dive deeper into discussion about these topics and really give you guys the tools you need to learn and know prior to making one of the biggest purchases of your lifetime. So with that being said, guys, welcome to The Real Build. Welcome to The Real Build. I am your host, Bill Ryman, your broker builder. And today I got a special guest coming from Las Vegas, Nevada. He is part owner along with his wife, Alexis, of one of the fastest growing plumbing companies, in Las Vegas, with continued growth and growth in revenue year to year, Andrew Arenada, welcome to the Real Build. Thank you for coming on. How you doing?
1: Oh, doing good, Bill. Thanks for having me on the show. Of course, you know I've heard your podcast before, and uh, you know you always have interesting topics, and of course, you know different people to interview. So I'm glad to be here today.
0: I appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, You know, you're the first one like we discussed prior to this uh, that I've had on that's actually in the plumbing industry. And I'm trying to hit all these different topics for the customer. As you know, this is all value driven towards the customer to show them what to look for in whether buying, building, selling a house. So this is I'm happy to have you on, man. So thanks for taking your time. So what I like to get started with is let's talk about your background. So let's talk about who is Andrew Aranda.
1: So I'll kinda kinda make a little short story of it. So uh as a as a young kid, I grew up in the plumbing industry, you know, with my family out of Santa Fe, New Mexico. So uh, you know, a young kid in Santa Fe, New Mexico, I was uh brought up uh working in my family's plumbing store. So we had a plumbing store in uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico. So you know, my dad was a plumber. My grandfather, it was his business originally passed down from his grandfather or from his dad. Um, the business has been there since like 1940. Um, you know, with our name being a staple in Santa Fe and known for plumbing, it's just something that I grew up in and, uh, and something that I always knew. Did I vision myself being in the business? Not really. Um, to tell you the truth, I always wanted to, to be an artist, you know, and, uh, After a little bit of schooling, I found out that, uh, you know, art's fun, but it doesn't pay the bills. So, uh, like my grandfather told me at a young age, he said, you know what? You know, grandson, you will come to your senses one day when you have to pay some real bills, and uh, plumbing might not seem like such a bad thing to do. So, um, that's kind of how I got into the business. Um, Spent a little time in Chicago uh, building homes uh, with a buddy of mine who's a developer out there. And I really learned about a lot about construction, and you know I started doing that in my early twenties. And uh, you know, uh, as we kind of went on doing that, the economy kind of took a a little bit of a fall. So um, I kind of readjusted, uh, moved out here to Vegas. Of course, not realizing how bad the economy really was here in Vegas, and end uh, up having to work for another plumbing company for a while. Right? Um, originally, I was you know stuck on building. And, uh, some of the biggest companies were uh, going under, it was during the time they were building a city center out here. A lot of things kind of came to a halt. So, uh, no, my wife being a teacher and stuff like that, she always had a pretty solid career. So it kind of gave me a chance to figure out exactly what it was I was going to do. So long story short, grandmother one day says, Hey, you know, the wealthiest guy in my town over in Wisconsin, uh, is a plumber and he has the nicest house. So, uh. (laughs) I kind of uh, took that to heart, went, got my license out here and uh, got back into service plumbing, worked with another company for about, I'd say about four years until uh, we started our business. And, uh, you know, Bill, my wife has always always, uh, wanted to own her own business as well. So she was kind of the catalyst to get me pushed uh, into getting this thing going. So we started this thing and, uh, you know, out of our garage and uh, seven uh, going on eight years later now. Um, we're up to, a, to almost about 50 employees. Um, we've got about 25 vans on the road. Uh, we just built our uh, new office uh, this past year. So uh, got a lot of cool new things uh, that we're doing here. Uh, and uh, man, it's just been a really fun ride.
2: Yeah.
0: And see, that's, that's cool to hear. Cause I actually come from like a similar background to family owned business as far as the construction industry and stuff. Did I ever think I was going to become, you know, a home builder, or be in this industry now because my memories as a little kid, you know, digging ditches and I've said this before and picking up trash around job sites and doing the stuff that's not fun, you know, well, makes you almost, <laughs> it makes you think like, all right, I don't want to do this. I actually, you know, I've always been in sales and, and growing up stuff and stuff like that. I've always, you know, sold stuff too. And I've done different, different jobs and so on. But it's funny how you end up kind of back in what you truly know. And as a little kid, like you said, you grew up in it. And then also what's good too is you having that construction experience, actually building houses and doing what you did, you know, has made you come so far. To, to where you know a lot about homes more than a lot of other people in your profession do, which is awesome.
1: Well, yeah, and I think you, you, know, and I think you could agree with this. I think uh, anybody who's growing up in any type of trade, I mean, it's good to know other trades mm-hmm. um, as well because I mean, you get into homes after they're built, right?
2: Yeah. So
1: when I go to the house, automatically I can scan the house. I can know exactly where I need my plumbing to go. Um, if somebody wants to remodel a bathroom or move stuff around, I know exactly what I'm dealing with underground and what I can do. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's really, uh, given me an advantage uh, being in this industry and it's given me an advantage in, in, uh, in the aspect to, I can train my guys on what I know to make them better plumbers out there in the field too.
2: Yeah, no,
0: I highly agree too. And like you, like you just said too, you know what's behind the walls. I mean, you building a house from scratch, you've learned you know exactly the steps that it takes and and everything behind the walls. But also, like we talked about too, is growing up in a business. You learn so much as a kid growing up, and you know, like no, you said, exactly. you didn't think you, you said you didn't think you were going to be in it, but. It's just crazy how it always ends up. We end up in the professions that we know we know
1: more than most people. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I mean, you know if in any type of industry, if especially as an entrepreneur, I mean, there's not the ideal job out there. Um, mm-hmm. but there is the ideal attitude towards whatever it is uh, that you you're gonna do, right? So for me, um this business is a catalyst for me, and it's a catalyst to help others achieve their dreams. And uh, really, when I first started this business, I thought, oh, man, I'm going to free up some time. I'm going to have my freedom back and uh, I'm going to make my own schedule. But really, what it's really amounted to is this is now I've got a big team of people and we're coming up into the holiday season now. Yeah. And every holiday season that we have this uh, Christmas party that I just enjoy having. Right. Um, I see all the families, their kids and all these people that uh, me and my wife are responsible for. And uh, man, there's such a great sense of honor, um, you know, being a business owner when it comes to uh, those type of events, because how can you not be emotionally attached to your team members? You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, when you see all these families and all these kids and, you know, people getting their life started and buying houses and buying cars, um, there's no greater joy than to see other people succeed. And I'm sure you feel the same way. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: definitely. I mean, and for you to feel that way, too, that just shows that you are a good business owner, you are a good boss, too, because you actually care about your employees, which we'll get into more later, too, you know, about the number of employees that you have, and so on. But it just shows a lot, too, because I mean, not a lot of not a lot of businesses, they truly care and are passionate for what their employees are doing. and, And you care, I can tell just by what you said right there.
1: For sure. Yeah, these like like I say, my guys are like my family. But I think that uh that goes to show for uh any type of entrepreneur out there who is starting their business, um, has worked for some type of a family business or a corporation. And I think when you work for a corporation, you know, you're somewhat of a number. You could be replaced easily. Mm-hmm. Uh whereas I've always liked to work for family businesses because at least I know that they appreciate me and there's that uh, human element of the business. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah no i agree especially i mean working for a family business there's nothing better you work for a corporation like you said you're just a number you
1: really uh, are you know, yeah nobody I'll, wants to nobody wants to be a number mm-hmm. and I, I think that's something we try to break the mold with uh here in our shop as well Is you know i didn't want to be in the plumbing business because of the stigma of what the plumbing business was right mm-hmm. uh yeah. you know you vision a plumber being a guy with a, his butt crack showing and um <laughs> you know, dirty and some overalls, you know, with a fecal matter all over him because he was snaking a drain or something like that. (laughs) And uh, you know, for me, I just, I was always turned off to it and stuff. And um, what I found out later on is, is you can have your imprint uh, on what it is you do, whatever trade you're in, uh, whatever business you're in. And as long as you are thinking outside of the box, it could be your driving advantage over your competition.
2: Hmm.
0: yeah and and i mean it's that's the, like looking when me doing my research in your company too uh, like i can see that's the way you are you aren't the t- prototypical what people think plumber you know that you see your guys are all clean cut they're wearing nice nice uniforms everybody's clean everything's professional the vans are clean and so on you know and that just shows what you who you are and your values towards your company and so on. So that's what that, that's awesome, man. So let's. I
2: think, I think
1: that photo shoot was pre sewer call or dirty job. <laughs> you do get <laughs> like, dirty. I bet. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, I, guys, the trick is this, always keep an extra white shirt on your truck, there you go. extra pair of pants and you know, uh, what makes, what, what'll make you unique is don't be the stereotype of whatever it is people think you are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you call a plumber midday, you're expecting this guy to have been on a job that just totally destroyed his uniform. Uh, and when you show up in a nice, clean uniform, like this guy was you know, put on your job as his first call of the day, that means a lot to the customer. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Big time, big time. So Let's go into this a little bit more about your company. And as, as you know, this show is more about delivering value to the customer. And obviously, I got builders and people in construction that listen to this, too. So business-wise, too, it's great to talk about that. I know you specialize in providing a bunch of plumbing services to address you know every aspect in a home. Let's discuss the services you provide and how they benefit the customer.
1: So we, we provide a wide array of services, um, you know, plumbing in itself encompasses, encompasses uh, you know, water, sewer, gas. Um, and we even do uh, water filtration. Um, so I, I believe our service really uh, I, I look at it as we protect the health of the nation. Um, it's our duty to go into a house and let our homeowners know um, what is good in their system, along with what needs attention. And uh, one of the ways we draw, we, where we deliver value to our customers is we're going to give you peace of mind being in your house, uh, letting you know exactly what is operating um, normally or functionally,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and what needs to be addressed so you don't have any type of unexpected failure uh, around Turkey Day or, or Christmas or when you have family in town.
0: Service wise though, what do you, special, is there certain services that you specialize in or is it just all the above? I mean, what are you doing for gas services? What are you doing for, you know, certain specific, obviously plumbing repair and stuff. You do new construction, full
1: installs, home, new homes. What are you doing? So we focus in residential plumbing. Um, okay. We focus in dealing directly with the homeowner. Um okay you know, we're, we're geared to that. I mean, that's how we're structured. That's how our price book is structured as well. Um, so, you know, we have a customer with a failed water heater. Um, we have a customer that needs a, a water system to protect their home, whether it's uh, uh, water filtration, water conditioning, or water softening. Um, we provide those options for the customer, um, because everybody wants peace of mind. I, we have some of the hardest water here in Vegas. Um, so really, uh, we try to get in there, uh, if somebody buys a new home, we try to get in there and get them into the system based on what their needs are. Okay. So a lot of people don't know, but we have you know we have a lot of chlorine in our water here in Vegas. Our water is really hard. So uh, there's an array of systems that we offer our customers to give them peace of mind, um, whether it's protecting their home, protecting their kids, or uh, providing for providing them drinking water.
0: Okay. And as far as those systems too, because I mean I'm in the same boat where we're at, the water is rough here. I mean, it's I always say somebody drinks it, they're gonna turn green. You know what I mean? That's you just don't Uh, know what's in (laughs) that's the way it is here. And it's expensive too. That's what's crazy about it. You know, but you can have the chlorine and all that. So what's you know, what are you doing system wise just so people know, or what should they look for? Uh, before, you know, so if you're going into a home, let's, let's start there. Let's start with kind of your pre-planning. If you're going into a home, how are you covering these things for people and explaining and kind of going through the processes?
1: So we always go out to the home and we address the address, whatever we're out there to, uh, you know, the reason we're out there first, right? So if we're out there for a garbage disposal, that's broken because a turkey leg got shoved down there. Um, we're clearing the issue. And uh, focus on on really building a good, solid relationship with the customer by giving them option based, uh, uh, you know, giving them options, basically. So uh, first thing we do is we give them the different levels of disposal that they could uh, purchase and it's up to them uh, to choose whatever suits them best. Right. So we focus on knowing our products well enough to explain it to them and leave it up to our customer to make the the choice of what it is they want to do. Um, we offer free, uh, or complimentary, uh, home evaluations. So, you know, somebody has an older home. Uh, the first thing we do is we, you know, offer them a, an evaluation, uh, by inspecting every emergency valve in the house to make sure that in the event that something does happen, um, they're able to shut it off quickly, um, to avoid any type of, uh, you know, floods or insurance claims and stuff like that. So, we really kind of go around and we try to take a look at everything. We flush water heaters to make sure all the uh, sand and sediment is flushed out of the bottom. Uh, what that does for our customers that make sure that they get a good heat exchange when their water heater is heating that water. So, um, it adds to the lifespan of the water heater. Um, it also makes sure that, uh, you don't have any sand or sediment clogging, any type of aerators or cartridges in, in the home as well. And, uh, you know, if we find out that uh, there's an existing water filtration or softing system, um, we do a complimentary test for them uh, on, on the system as well to either give them good or bad news, depending on uh, if the system is working correctly or not. So we go into a house, and sometimes, hey, you know, we, we let the ladies know or, or the homeowners know, first of all, that, hey, look, your softer obviously needs some salt, or maybe the system could re- be rebuilt. Um, but not a lot of people know this stuff that, you know, a lot of their water heaters have to be flushed and uh, filtration systems have to be checked to see if they're working correctly and stuff.
0: So yeah, you go in and basically identify the problems and then if there is other problems too, you look for them and try and help them out too, which is the right thing to do. You're just not in and
1: out if you go on exactly. for And, 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 you know, Bill, it's, it's crazy because everybody, uh, I'm not sure if, if, how it is where you guys are at, but gosh, here in Vegas, sometimes you get some plumbers that just go in there and they're just concerned about making a buck. Mm -hmm. and you know, customers nowadays they're, uh, you know, they know what, what's, what's going on. So you're not just going into a house and trying to sell them everything under the sun, uh, because they're, they're, people aren't stupid these days. Um, they can tell sincerity through, uh, you know, through, through your body language. Um, they can tell if you're genuinely concerned, uh, taking care of their problem. So I think, uh, that's a huge part of our business is just, uh, you know, doing things for the right reason. I mean, if you're in somebody's home and you're really trying to honestly keep them from having a a disaster happen, uh, the customer knows and they see that right away. Yeah, because um,
0: it's like you just said that when you're up front and 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 people can tell. I mean, you can kind of tell somebody that's honest. Unfortunately, not everybody can. But I've mm-hmm. said this before too. I've used this as an example. I had, we had a, a house we built. It was a second second owner. The house is probably ten years old. There was a plumbing leak in one of the pipes and they had an issue where the, they basically the pipe ended up leaking and it was over a wine room or whatever. But long story short, they had a they called a plumber out. The plumber told them, oh, I'm going to have to rip up all your flooring, all this wood flooring up here. I'm going to have to go in. It's going to cost a fortune. We got to redo all the plumbing or the yeah. drain system and so on. They ended up calling me uh, just because I actually wrote them a Christmas letter the year prior and said, if you ever need anything, feel free to contact me. I'm happy to help any way I can. I went over there for free um, and we ended up locating where that problem was through the elevator. And all it was was all you had to do is cut a simple square in the drywall and you had access to that pipe. Now the other plumber told him they had to rip out all this flooring. I'll do all this stuff. Would have cost him a ton of money, you know, and then he had to redo all the plumbing lines, but all you had to do is cut drywall. So it's just what you just said, being upfront and, and
1: honest. And, and you know what, there's a, if you're good at what you do, um, you really have an opportunity to save people a lot of money yeah. because I don't know, there's been countless jobs that I've been to uh, that the customer says, Hey, you know what? The, our, the last plumber that was here said you know we have to reroute our water line through this crazy route and it's going to cost us X amount of money to put this thing back after the job's done and we're able to go out there and find a solution
2: mm.
1: um, to the problem and the solution is always uh, you know to look out for the customer you know it's what is the best route to take to save the customer money um, because as you know you know people upgrade their homes they might have Venetian plaster. Um, They might have fancy, uh, nice wallpaper uh, upgrades, trimmings, stuff like that. So our job is to go in there and find the most cost-effective way to take care of our client.
0: Yeah, and they appreciate that too, so much more. I mean, because when you're telling them, hey, I can save you money here instead of going, you know, I save you money here instead of going all the way up here and paying this to do this. I mean, right there's a trust factor too. I'd be like, wait. This guy came in my house, told me he can save me money instead of trying to charge me for the higher end product. It's just that that right away would gain gain trust instantly with the customer. Too. Oh,
1: totally. That's and, and, and same you know same thing in your business as well. I, uh, the, the amount. Imagine how the customer felt when you told them, "Oh, you don't have to rip up these wood floors. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is cut a little panel right here and fix this pipe." Such a simple solution, but. Uh, even the brightest plumber sometimes, uh, sometimes they don't think of that that good solution. You know, mm-hmm. it, I think that's what's good about, about our company because there are plenty of times when I when I'm you know call my service manager, hey, you might have a better way to get this thing done that I'm not thinking about right now. But you know, you can collaborate with each other, right? With with a nice mm-hmm. that's the advantage of calling us as well is we do have a large team of very experienced people, and collectively we have a lot of experience in the business. So we're guaranteed to have somebody who has dealt with the situation before, that's going to shed light on an easier way to do things.
0: Yeah, exactly. Sure. Knowledge—that's that's key, right there in any business too. So one thing I wanted to discuss with you too is kind of the pre-planning stages. You know, what should customers look for in this stage? So we both know they're going to shop, and I and I like bringing up this question because I deal with it on the building end so much that you know, a lot of people, they're going to shop, they're going to shop for and and sometimes look for just that price and a number. So what can we do to help them select the right contractor based on quality and also connection and not just price?
1: Well, I think it's relationship. You know, Mm -hmm. I think it's, uh, you know, you go to a house, you develop a good relationship with somebody. It feels right. You're going to know if it feels right. I mean, anytime I've hired up, a contractor to, to, to do work in my house, right? Even though I'm pretty handy enough, I'm still going to call a professional out there to do it just because they're going to do a good job. Um, what I look for is, is uh, are they a company that's going to stand behind their work? Um, are they the type of company that is going to hold to their price? Um, are they going to ask critical questions that could affect how the project is going to turn out? And I think that the, uh, you could always uh, determine a good contractor um, by the amount of questions that they're going to ask you, because if they're asking you the questions that could affect what the job is going to cost, um, how long the job is going to take, and what type of building materials they're going to use, um, those are all the right questions that are going to that, that qualify the right candidate for you to use.
0: Yeah, and I'm, I say the same thing all the time, because you just do your research is what I always preach to every single customer. Cause I mean, especially in building, everybody's going to bid every, you know, they want to bid, they want to get different pricing. Yeah. I mean, we've won jobs and we weren't the highest bidder, but we weren't the lowest bidder, but we won off of our detail that we put into our proposal and how much I put into and told them exactly what they're going to get before they even sign on the dotted line with us. And I'm big on that too, but I preached to everybody mostly the biggest thing too that you have to have to know is the long-term relationship if you're bidding a builder that's on the edge of retiring you know and some a problem happens with your house well what's going to happen you know that guy's retired he doesn't care you know versus oh, yeah. you know dealing with a company that's family-owned operated like you know ours that i always tell people we're not going anywhere We've been around oh, as cool. long as we have for a reason you have too. I mean, and it's just, you just know you're going to be there to take care of people too. And that's what I'm so big on and preaching to these people. Cause not a lot of people know they just look at a number and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing, you
1: know, to try okay. and get that out there. And, and you know what? I always look for it. I, if I could suggest anything, uh, you know, here listening here today, um, I would suggest go with somebody who's a family man,
2: mm-hmm.
1: go somebody, someone who's a family man, somebody who's well-known in the community and, uh, someone who, uh, gosh, I I just think you can't go wrong with a family man. I mean, any type of family man has a purpose. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think we're all just trying to show our kids what it's like to be, uh, to be, you know, men and women. Uh, and I, I think that goes a long way in doing business because I, I know if I, if, if, if I know that the guy I hire has a family that he's taking care of and supporting, I'm not really concerned about the price Mm -hmm. because I know that like this, this man's trying to support his family and I can respect that. Um, and there's, there's a story. I always, I always tell my guys in the morning when I'm meeting with them, right. Air conditioning goes out. It's 120 degrees outside. My wife is pregnant and it's about a hundred and some degrees in our house. Right. So she's uncomfortable. So I've got a buddy, one buddy, um, who's a good friend of mine calls me and says, Hey Andy, I could replace this, uh, I think it was a condensing unit that I had to replace on the side of my house. Right. Went out. Uh, he calls me and he says, Andy, I could replace this thing for uh, a couple thousand bucks. And I'm like, well, when could you make it over here? Well, I've still got work to complete and I could make it in after work and I could get this thing in, but you might have to help me too. Right. So I'm thinking, man, my wife's sitting here, she's pregnant. It's 120 degrees. And you know what? I'm a busy man. I'm out there taking care of my customers in the plumbing business as well. So, um, I get another company out, it's about 4,500 bucks. So when I'm weighing my options, the the company for 4,500 bucks is going to replace this thing. When I call them, they're going to take care of it. They're going to make me a priority. And chances are my wife's going to be the one to call. And uh, when it comes to uh, warranting something out on that unit, most likely at the most inconvenient time (laughs) uh, when I'm out there taking care of one of my clients. So it's a no brainer for me, right? I'm a busy guy. I've got to make sure my wife and my family are taken care of. I'm going with the person that's going to be there at the drop of a dime. And I think that is where um, the guy doing the side work or the one man show can't compete with a company um, that's larger. Because people that are hiring us, Billy, they're, Mm -hmm. they're calling us because of reliability. And they know we're going to take care of them when we say we're going to take care of them. And we're pretty predictable with price because we're a large business.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I, I, I shouldn't say large, larger than. Yeah, the- yeah,
0: no, spot on. Because it's it's like you just said though that the cheaper guy usually, especially with warranty and issues stuff like that, they're not going to come back. A because they charge such a low price, they can't really afford to come back. You know, and then it's just B. They're probably more of a one man show. They don't have as much people that they can send for help too. So it's in any company, even if you're established, even as a builder, and that's what I preach to people so often. You know, with us is that we're always going to be there, even after the warranty. I just helped a guy, and I said this before on my last podcast. I just helped a guy because he had a plumbing issue, and the plumbers that installed it they didn't they didn't clip on one of the uh, PEX pipes to the to the stud. And it should have been clipped, but then that pipe was loose. So every time they would flush, it rubbed up against, long story short, the pipe broke. Should have never happened. Wasn't the customer's fault. We took care of it. And this was a four-year-old house, you know, and a normal builder would have said, not eh, too bad. You're out of warranty. You know, that happens. But we went there. I went there. I looked at the situation after the plumber cut open the walls and I saw what happened. And I talked to the plumber about it. He said, yeah, that was our mistake. So, you know, we took care of it. I took care of the painters touching everything up, the drywall patching. So long story short, it's just that's how you go above and beyond for people and keep helping them to maintain. And that guy's already referred us as a customer. He's already referred us twice.
1: So, oh, man. And, and I, I couldn't agree with you more because there's, gosh, just yesterday um, I was at a customer's house. The customer said, hey, look. My water heater isn't performing up to par. We just put this water heater in uh, most recently. It wasn't any different than the other water heater he had in. And there's two ways I could handle the situation. I could have said, hey, it's the same size we put in the the previous water heater we put in. Deal with it. Mm -hmm. Or I could care about my customer and find a solution to deliver uh, the problem that he's bringing to me. And you know what? It cost us more money to do that. But you know what? At the end of the day, I was happy in making that decision. Because he looked at me and he said, I'm doing a development. We're building a hundred homes and I want you to be the plumber. There you go. Now, is, is that really going to be Probably not. I'm probably going to pass it to one of my friends who specializes in that business, but mm-hmm. it says a lot about, um, it says a lot about uh, me for one as a businessman in our company, but, uh, he also knows that no matter what, we're going to do the right thing. It's not all about the money. It's about taking care of the customer and, uh, when you are a very prideful business owner and you're proud of what you create, um, you don't want to ruin your reputation mm-hmm. because it can be destroyed in, in, in minutes. Instant. You know? Yeah.
0: Instantly. And that's the thing. I mean, one little thing that you say, and there's, and it's unfortunate too, because there's people in the business in the construction business that don't care. I mean, they have no conscience okay. is what I say. And they'll just say, well, too bad. I don't care. Say what you want about, me. you know, and mm-hmm. it's, it's unfortunate, it's but. Anyway, um, let's go into the next thing. I want to talk about your install process a little bit and and how that process is done. What should potential customers look for when needing plumbing installed or repaired? How do they go about getting the process going with you just to kind of benefit the customer here?
1: Um, so our, our process is pretty simple. Um, I have a service side of business and I have an install side of side of business. Okay. And uh, any of any of my jobs that go over two days are considered install projects. And uh, my install crew does a lot of the same thing every day. So they're either repiping houses, replacing water lines, doing reroutes or sewer replacements, um, or tankless water heater installs. Okay. And those guys do those things really well. Okay. So since they do do them real well, their trucks are stocked really well for that particular service. And, uh, it's like clockwork for them. So the process is going to happen quickly. Um, when, uh, you know, when I'm sending my service crew out, my service crew is, is, uh, is geared to go out, uh, do home evaluations, make sure stuff in your home is working good. And if work turns out from that, then they do the work there on site to complete it in the same day. Um, and you know, you want to be careful of, uh, of people who uh, overcommit themselves to stuff that is out of their scope of work um, at a really young age. I, I'm young, but at a really young age, um, there's not one thing that I would turn down. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, um, there's work that I turn down, and there, there, there's work uh, that I pass to other people who specialize in that stuff. And there's work that I that I do within my own company that we specialize in. So, um, look for uh, for a company that can bid the job right, um, right there on the spot. Um, because if, if if they can't, um, there probably is, you know, someone higher up probably has to bid it for him, which says, you know, should be a red flag for how often does this guy do this type of work. So for me, you know, if, if I'm looking to hire a plumber, uh, I want to hire somebody that can bid it right on the spot and know what the heck he's talking about.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's very important too. I mean, even with like, um, and I'll go back to us with home building too, we specialize in you know, more the quality, luxury, not so much track home style homes. We're not, you know, the cheaper, obviously, builder by far. And I always refer out business to people that are, you know, have certain budgets that, you know, we're not going to strip a house to do it, you know, because we kind of have our reputation. And we're not, and I've said that to people, I, can, I don't want to undercut ourselves or undercut you. We're not going to strip a house. That's not what we're known for. We're known for our quality and detail as a building company. You know that's mm-hmm. the reputation we built here. go to this guy and this is where you can save money. they do a good job in that kind of caliber
1: of house so oh, just totally. like you said. and and you know what they're they're proven as well right i mm-hmm. mean they've they've done these they they've been able to build these uh um the lower income homes really well for probably mm-hmm. many years and like like you and me, if I were to get into doing uh, new home builds. It would take me at least a year to figure out how to do it as effectively as my buddy over here, who I could refer them to. So mm. really what's better for the customer? I mean, it's better for me to pass the work to him. Um, it gives him an opportunity to do some work. And then he says, Hey, look, when I got a residential customer, I'm going to send them on your way. And then we're able to work with other companies as a team, And it actually builds our industry mm. uh, really well. And it uh, actually, actually builds uh, a, a really strong industry and stuff like that. So, you know, I, that's how I, how I do it.
0: Yeah, I like that. And so let's kind of, you've, you've said, and I did my research a little bit, you said that you work, work smarter and are environmentally friendly to provide the top plumbing services in Las Vegas. Is there certain brands or things you are using uh, that are better than others or how are you doing more energy efficient? Uh, things, what do you recommend as far as to the customer that they can maybe save on an energy bill? I know you just brought up like tankless water heaters, stuff like that. We're seeing, we're starting to see a lot more of those too. Um, What other things can you bring up too?
1: So, I mean, we, we do a lot of tankless water heaters. Um, I'd say that's probably our number one um, Mm -hmm. is is our, is our tankless. Um, We have water systems that, uh, that discharge less water Okay. After it's being used. So in the desert, we want to we're really con or conscientious, I guess you could say, of uh of how much water we use.
2: Okay.
1: So uh I mean we're always trying to save water by putting low flow toilets, low flow shower heads, um, uh EPA approved uh water heaters. Um and you know, we push tankless really hard out there because uh why should that water heater be heating if it doesn't have to heat? Hmm. every five minutes to maintain a temperature for 50 gallons of water. Um, We could slap a tankless on the wall. And of course it's heating at a higher level. So it's using a little bit more gas over a shorter period of time. So depending on what gas rates are around the country, I mean, for us here, it's really cheap. Um, So I wouldn't, if I was, if I was trying to save somebody money um, I probably wouldn't put them into a tankless water heater to be realistic uh, because it would be a fraction of savings. It'd take years to recoup on it. But what I usually tell people is this is, Hey, look, we have a responsibility here in the desert. Right. And it's to uh, it's, it's to save, it's to save our, our precious water. Right. Mm
2: -hmm. So any
1: type of any water that we put down the drain, um, any money we spend on uh, you know, using excessive amount of gas to heat a water heater um, you know, we're running pumps around a house too, to recirculate that water through that heater. So as that, pump, as that pump pump circulates water down the, around the house to get you hot water quicker, um, it's also cooling down that loop of water before it goes into the heater. So the heater's working twice as hard. What happens when that heater fails after about five years, because that's how long they last out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's be real, five years. Uh, where are those water heaters going? I mean, are they getting recycled? Are they getting, put, are they getting dumped? Who knows, right? So, I mean, with a tankless water heater, I mean, it's it's a no-brainer for any of my customers. But I, but I, I try not to really make it a, a cost thing, like mm-hmm. I can save money. I mean, it just seems like the more environmentally friendly way to go. And uh, if somebody really does care about the environment, which most Californians do, they're moving here, um, they're very conscious of uh, the environment and doing things to, to save, so it works out good.
0: Yeah, and plus with the tankless, too, um, you get hot water even faster, right? Correct.
2: It's oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Versus. Yeah. That. I mean, it's not that you get it faster. Um, it's just that you never run out of it.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah.
1: So I always tell people like around the holidays, perfect example, right? Holidays are coming up. Um, you know, you're going to have, you know, uncles, aunts, everybody in a yeah. house, Right. And uh, who wants to take a cold shower in the morning when you could have a tankless on the wall that never runs out. Mm-hmm. If size correctly and it has the right gas supply line. Uh, that thing's going to work like a, it's, it's going to work like a workhorse. It's going to mm-hmm. definitely uh, deliver, you know, get you through the holidays, get you a nice hot shower whenever you need it.
0: Yeah. And the difference in cost too, cause we're doing so many of them now too. It's not that much versus, you know, your typical 50 gallon or 80 gallon
1: tank heater. You know, I, the, the heater itself, the the cost has come down a lot. Um, uh, there are a lot of external parts that go with yeah, the tank. The, heater. The lines. If you, you got a, some of these uh, uh, tankless water heaters, uh, yeah, I, I love to use Renai, Okay, and the reason I like to use Renai is you had mentioned a little, a, a few sentences ago, that uh, they deliver hot water quicker. Well, Renai makes a unit called a uh, that has uh, CircLogic technology, and uh, essentially what it does is it loops the hot water back from your furthest location through the cold line to use that as a uh, recirculating line. So you will get hot water quicker than usual by putting this tankless system in because it does have a loop um, uh, that you can hook up right underneath the furthest uh, faucet from, from your water heater. So technically, it will help with that as well. Yeah, that's you know, good to know.
2: Well. A lot these yeah. things, you know. A lot of
1: these tankless water heaters now, they have built-in research pumps, yeah. and they never used to have that. So the technology has just advanced so much. Uh, And the reason I like to use Renai is they were the first ones in the game. Mm -hmm. And uh, I put in many units, I've seen them fail. And Renai for me and my company has just been uh, customers love it. I don't get a lot of recalls on it. And uh, I don't get a lot of error codes uh, after I install those things in. So I'm super happy with them.
0: Yeah, see, that's good to know, because, I mean, we've had tankless water heaters for a little while now, but it's just the problem here that we face, too, is the environment outside. I mean, they're, mount- they're mounting them on you know exterior walls, and then and, and then you have the sun beating on them all day on top of, we're surrounded by water here and ocean, so the salt there
1: on top of it so, just... So know. anything that's not, I mean, maybe if, if you have copper or stainless steel, you might be okay, but any type of metal... Mm -hmm. Uh, that stuff's gonna start rusting out yeah yeah exactly yeah you know they they have these units that that sit on the outside of homes just because we can do it doesn't mean it's the right thing to do so uh plumbers out there you know exactly what i'm talking about (laughs) homeowner you should be aware of this because you don't want to mount anything on the outside of a home
2: Mm -hmm.
1: first of all when it goes down are you going to want to go outside to fix it second are you going to want controls, you know, to to your home's hot water outside? Or are you going to want it inside where you could pop in through the garage in your slippers and fix it if it needs to be fixed?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. see, I think here by code I'm pretty sure by code we have to mount them outside and then also obviously our main shutoffs all have to be outside too, which is I've heard in different areas up north, you know, they have their shut-up water main shutoffs inside like inside their garage and so on. Here it's different. We have them all outside, so
1: And, you know, here in Vegas, too, uh, I'll tell you what really made me uh, skeptical about putting them outside is we had a real bad freeze here, I want to say maybe eight years ago. And, uh, you know, a lot of these uh, irrigation pressure vacuum breakers outside were just popping. So you would literally driving down the street and you'd see a waterfall shooting on the side of every single house as you drove down the block. Jeez. Well, the problem was is they didn't have enough stockade of these pressure vacuum breakers, right? So everybody in town ran out of them. Mm-hmm. So uh, so really, after seeing that type of problem, I just, I'd never put stuff on the outside of a home because of that. Because, you know, Vegas is, it's, it's desert, right? So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really cold or blistering hot. So those extremes can cause water heaters to fail fast, pipes yeah. to, to break as well.
0: Fortunately here, we don't have to deal with that extreme cold where I'm at. I think the coldest it's gotten so far is probably uh, 60 here. So
1: that's this year. So yes. <laughs> uh, we don't, we, we get yeah, 80, in a
0: lot of eighties all the time. So.
1: It, and right now for us, we're, we're like, gosh, when I, when I was up this morning, I think we we're like 40 degrees. Yeah. Uh, in Vegas. So for us, that is cold. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I always like to talk, we kind of brushed on pricing before, and, you know, we both know it's such a huge topic with customers, no matter what industry you're in. You have said Peer plumbing provides first-rate plumbing services to clients as, you know, at reasonable prices. What mm-hmm. should customers know up front when discussing pricing structure with a plumbing company?
1: Um, there's various structures of, of how plumbing companies charge. Um, I believe in a f- flat rate system. Okay. Uh, we charge a flat rate system here. And basically, uh, I have a calculator that calculates exactly what my job should take based on hours and, uh, and days spent on the job. Um, so first thing is, you know, a plumbing company, something that's different from a new construction plumbing company and a service plumbing company is we are geared to run small calls all day. The only problem with that is we need a stockade of stuff on our truck. So even if we're going to a home to replace a flapper, you got to expect that you're going to pay a lot of money because you know, you've know, you got time to get there to and from the job. And any plumbing company that's uh, bidding uh, their jobs out correctly uh, knows that you've got to factor your raw cost to do business into the price that you charge your customer. Um, so like we were talking about earlier, it's our duty is as as, as, you know, whatever business we're in, whatever warranties we are promising to people, we got to fulfill those obligations by charging the right price to do uh, what it is we do. So there will be a big difference in, uh, you know, the guy in, in a truck with a business license, uh, that doesn't have an office, uh, because his overhead is just not as much as, is a company, you know, with, uh, 20 plus trucks.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so there's advantages and disadvantages to that. So, um, you know, when you're hiring a plumber, um, if you're paying a lot for a one man show, yeah, you should be aware of, you should be wary of that because what is he delivering? Um, what is the company that's larger delivering? If you compare the two, well, who's, who's most likely going to step up for you when something happens? You know, I mean, he might be busy on another job because he has a, a client base that he works with on a, you know, on a, you know, on a smaller scale,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, whereas with a larger company, you're going to pay a little bit more money, but you're you know you're paying for s- security. You know, um, so I would say when uh when 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 people are pricing something, um, just be upfront with them, and and a lot of times plumbers will just break it down for you how it is. I'm 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 that way too. I'm straight up. I'm straight up with my customers, tell them, hey, look, um, there is a general cost to do business associated with our pricing, and it's all. Through a calculator, my price menu is here. I don't make up pricing as I go, um, and if there is more than a ten percent discount, um, I'm not authorized to give a discount. You know, I don't authorize my guys to do anything more than a ten percent discount because of this reason. If you could take more than ten percent off of a job and still be profitable, well, then what is that customer? What is that customer thinking in their head? Mm-hmm. If you're able to take twenty percent off and still make money off me then what are you expecting to make off me? They almost feel like they're getting ripped off. Um, So if somebody's trying to really uh, match a bid by dropping their price dramatically, drastically, uh, you should be really wary of that because who knows if uh, they're going to complete that job. uh, They might find out that, hey, oh my gosh, I I underbid this job so much, I'm not going to finish it. And he might just disappear. So when when hiring a com- uh, company you want to make sure that they have like a, a menu of prices so you know that uh, they're just not throwing some price out of their top of their head you know there's got to be some system behind it
0: no i like the the whole menu of pricing thing because i mean so many service industries too you know whether it's ac plumbing and so on they don't have a structured set of pricing they kind of just come in do the job and then they'll say well yeah that's probably going to cost you this you know, it's almost like they name their price right then and there you know, which sure. isn't, uh, oh, yeah. isn't a good thing. On top of if somebody's undercutting 20% and giving you that, they're going to make wow. a, either make up for it somewhere else. And that's what I always say in my industry, too. I mean, if somebody's 20% lower than where we're bidding, they're going to make up for it. They're going to figure it out. Or they're not going to finish the project, like you said, because they're going to run out of money and say, why am I doing this? You know, and then you're going to be fighting with them. And then you're probably going to be in court. So oh. it's...
2: it's
1: in- and, and I always believe, you know, a, a lot of guys, we compete with a lot of plumbing companies here in town and, you know, I, you, we run into a lot of stuff like that, you know, where the customer, you know, the, our competition is trying to compete with us on a price or value level and they might throw a lifetime warranty on something.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you're just like, ma'am, I, I'm not going to throw a lifetime warranty on any one of my products because when you call me, I intend on offering whatever it is that I promise
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and i'm not going to break that promise it's just it's not part of our core values and it's not how we operate business and you know what? you'd be surprised if people respect you for that um, first thing you want to mention is uh how are you going to honor a lifetime warranty if you're not even charging the right price for that service nobody could guarantee a lifetime of being in business me you or anybody right because we're all subject to um the economy or whatever might happen i mean you know it's just uh overpromising warranties is something that i see a lot and i just think it's a poor business practice and uh i think you got to look out for that too as a homeowner you know if somebody overpromises you something you got to be a little a little uh, wary of that
0: yeah big time i mean especially the warranty thing like you said i've had other builders where they promise a 10 year warranty and i'm i'm like 10 years on a you know, a 10 year warranty. I mean, we do our, your standard in the industry is a year, but like I said before, we always kind of go above and beyond after the fact, if it's, you know, we don't, obviously there's going to be situations that wasn't our fault and so on, but I can guide them to the person that they need to call to, you know, set them up and get something fixed on their own dollar. But, uh, you see these 10-year warranties, I tell these people, did you read the fine print on them or did you just hear oh, the word with words 10-year warranty, you know what I mean? So, it's,
1: You know, it's just like uh, you ever go buy a car at a car dealership, you go yeah. online, the price, and there's not really any fine print or anything. Or there might be some mm. fine print, right? But then you go and they say, oh, that was our internet price. Yeah, yeah. Our internet guy messed up. Or there's all of these charges that are on top of that to get it back to the price that originally was who likes buying a car nowadays? (laughs) Nobody likes it because of that. Nobody likes to be lied to. Um, Be straight up, you know, Mm -hmm. be real. And if, uh, you know, if if you're listening out here, uh, out there listening to this here, you know, go with somebody who's going to be real with you. You know, this water heater has a six year warranty. I could get you an extended warranty for 10 years at this price. But if you're looking for anything more than that, I'm giving you false promises. And that's just not something I do.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's setting the expectations up front too. I mean, you're when somebody's talking with you, you you lay out everything up front. You let them know as much up front as possible, and then so they know. I mean, it's it's simple, but not a lot of people do it. There's so many hidden things, like the car, exa- you know, car sales okay. example. It's a spot on example. You know, hidden fee yeah. here. Hidden. oh, we didn't we didn't talk about the dealership fee that you're, is another two thousand dollars on top of that. Oh, I forgot your tax tag title and dealer fee, you know? So it's, it's those hidden costs. Like you said, that piss people off.
1: Yeah. It's, I just believe in being straightforward, man. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, people are, no, people know they're not stupid. You know, a lot of our seniors out here, they've been around for a long time. They're super sharp people. And, uh, you just, you don't want to, you don't want to play it like that. You know, you'll end up digging in a hole and, you know, you'll, you'll lose that trust that you work so hard to build.
0: So kind of going off of that though, so what are you doing, you know, for your, let's go into your process a little bit more. What are you doing to guide your customers throughout the process to help them avoid unwanted surprises from like start to finish?
1: Um, we try to just map out the system. I've, you know, a lot of my guys on my install jobs, we have checklists that we go by Okay, and, uh, um, yeah, we have checklists that we go by and basically uh, we go through everything we're going to do uh, with the customer. If we're repiping a house, we a uh, th- few things we're concerned with is this is how many holes we're going to cut. Okay. Um, the reason why is that affects the, obviously the putback is, is the most important thing, right? Because it's got to look like we were never there. So we've got to set the expectation of, hey, um, this is how many holes you should expect this much per hole. And we kind of got to stick to that guideline because... Um, when we, you go over four or 500 bucks, uh, you know, on something like a uh, patch and drywall, it makes a real difference in somebody's budget, especially when they're really, really, uh, um, when their budget's really tight. So we try to map up all, map out all of that stuff, all the processes. Um, you know, you might want to let them know that the gas company is going to have to hook your gas line up to the meter. This is the process. This is how to do it. And here's a little checklist of things you have to do once we're finished. Um, I believe transparency with the customer alleviates a lot of problems down the line. Um, Any job I could think of that didn't go the way I wanted it to go is just for one thing and one thing only, just a lack of communication. And uh, if there's no communication barrier and we're all up front with each other and we lay out the expectations of exactly it is what we're doing on the job, we communicate when something does change because things are going to change sometimes. uh, It's inevitable, right? You're going to, always run into that wall. You can't knock down to give them that open look because there is a load bearing beam that you weren't aware of in the house. Right. And all of a sudden it's like, uh, you know, my gosh, we've got to put a structural beam through this house because that's the only way we're going to accomplish uh, what you want to do. Well, that's another story. You know, then there's, those are unexpected. And you need to lay that out before uh, you know, you get started with the customer. Hey, look, if anything does change, uh, before any work is done i'll come to you we'll come up with a solution together that benefits us both and uh, we'll move forward from that you know yeah
0: it's it's what you just said it's kind of a common theme with everybody i've had on this show and how important communication is it's oh. it's that's the biggest thing in any business too and letting your customers know up front you know what to expect like we talked about the expectations and then communicating throughout the process properly you know, and staying in touch with them and letting them know what's going on. I mean, today I had a meeting with a customer that flew in in town because a lot of our customers are actually out of town because we're so seasonal here. It's a lot of back and forth, you know, a lot of second homes and so on. But you know, it's just it's been communicating with them to where that where everything is, and then meeting with them in person so he can see reality and walk through and answer the questions that they do have. And it's just that process and constantly every time he's calling, letting them know where we are in the process and the route too. So it's just huge.
1: And and I'm not sure if you're big on this too, but I always tell uh, my guys on their install jobs, there's nothing wrong with mapping out a schedule.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, Monday, you're going to do this, this, and this Tuesday, this, this, and this, I give it to my guys. I give it to the homeowner. They're both on the same page in the event that something does not get done that day immediately we go to the customer and say, hey, look, out of this list of stuff that we're, we're supposed to do today, we're a little behind. Mm-hmm. So we're either going to probably have to catch up this, this week or you might want to add another day uh, to the hotel room stay, mm-hmm. you know, just to be sure. Uh, that way, you know, I don't uh, uh, mess up the expectation of uh, finishing, finishing on a certain day because in our businesses, it's not if, it's, it's when. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's going to happen. It's inevitable. But you know, schedules help with that a lot.
0: Yeah, and keep, it keeps everything organized, too. I mean, that's, that's what you need is organization, the communication, and just having everybody on the same page, like you just said, too.
1: And 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 I think that's the difference between a, a business with multiple key players, multiple key people, is uh, <clears throat> you, get, you get a business uh, that's well-oiled and runs like a machine. Um, you're not going to have this type of issue. There's going to be an mm-hmm. office who's who's dedicated to making that schedule and communicating with the customer. Um, that's uh, the difference between a sole proprietor and a in uh, a business. Mm-hmm.
0: Owner. Spot on. So go- going off of that too. So, what about customer service? I always ask this question too. You know, what customer service areas are you focusing on most? What things, you know, has your company done to create a great focus on customer service throughout with all your employees?
1: Well, I I think we keep it simple. Um, uh, One of our core values is uh, we deliver a phenomenal customer service experience to every single customer. Mm -hmm. So when you think of a service that's phenomenal, um, it's definitely something that is. Uh, not great or not average, right? It's going out of your way to make that experience unique in its own, right? So I always tell my guys, I'm like, hey, there's if there's the 80-year-old lady, it's trash day, you see your trash can outside, you, yeah. you wheel the trash can down because not because you're trying to uh, make an impression on the customer because it's the right thing to do. You know, what would, you know, if your grandma's sitting out on the, on the porch, 80 years old, and a service technician came out to her house, and she was trying to wheel that, you know, the trash can out there. What type of man would you want them? Uh, what what type of man would you want them to be while working with your grandmother? I'd want somebody to be genuine and mm-hmm. do it it's the right thing to do. Uh, that's going to develop trust. It's going to make me feel good about you know, working with my grandma, right? And uh, it just it builds trust and it builds a, a, a good solid relationship. So. Um, we really try to go over and beyond. I always tell the guys I use this cause it's the best example of plumbing, right? People get mad when you go and you auger a toilet and charge them 150 bucks. Why? Well, it's augering a toilet, right? To them, it's just, Oh, you just stuck a snake down there and you opened it up and, and in the, in the clouds. Gone. But have you ever thought about maybe cleaning that toilet to make that thing look like the brightest, cleanest thing in that whole room so they can actually use it after you snake it or, are you too good as a plumber to do that? So see, that's how we developed our reputation. And that's 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 how we're known is we go over and beyond to make sure our customer knows that we care enough to clean their toilet better than they can clean it themselves. Because when they walk into that room and they say, I've just paid $150 for this uh, toilet auger, you know, and the husband comes in, what the heck, $150 plumber, get out of my house. They look at that toilet and say, oh, the last guy didn't do that. Oh, so it's not just a toilet auger. You clean my toilet and you made sure that I can use it, right? Mm. That goes a long way. I mean, and, and trust me, I've spent many years on my hands and knees scrubbing floors to make them look immaculate so I could come and show my client, you know, the work I did. And, you know, I, I could get that. I, my goal was to get the shock value, yeah. you know, a shock value. Could, could I get out of my customer to inspire them to go write a review for me? Mm -hmm. Uh, to go shed light on how great this company is, or um, I can't believe they did this, you know, because that's, that's what builds companies. Um, You know, when people go out and they brag about you and they tell stories about how you did something nobody else did, that's what you want.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's definitely, you know, the above and beyond thing right there. I mean, especially scrubbing their toilet too. That's like one of the best examples. I mean, some of those are probably,
1: you know, Who wants to scrub a toilet? No. <laughs> There's times I still go out there as the owner of this company uh, to impress customers that have been yeah, long. Impressive. And when they see me out there working or maybe digging with my guys to get the job done, they're like, what the heck are you doing in the trench? I'm showing guys how this is done.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I'm leading by example. I lead forward. I don't, you know, I don't expect my guys to do anything that I wouldn't do myself. And that right there um, creates leaders And leaders make customers happy. And when they go and they deliver that service that you guys are known for on a consistent basis and they see your leadership, um, that alone will uh, will create a buzz and, and, I mean... What, what owners are going to get out there and do that with their guys?
0: Yeah. What, I mean, what companies are going to do that at all? I mean, I've never seen a plumbing company do anything like that. That truly is leaving, you know, a statement behind too. And I can only imagine some of those toilets too, you know, God forbid some of them have probably
1: never even been cleaned. So
2: yeah. you know. <laughs> Believe but, me. Yeah,
1: it's, it's, I mean, you, gotta, you know, just like in this field, any, anybody who's a plumber knows, I mean, yeah. you just, you know, you gotta do the you gotta do the hard stuff, man. There's good stuff, there's hard stuff, but um, the reason why plumbers make such good money is uh, we do the hard shit. Yeah, yeah. Realistically, we do the the tough shit nobody wants to do. So, mm. um, you know, I tell people that all the time. You know, I've had lawyers tell me, "Oh my gosh, you charged me a lot of money." Well, everybody wants to be a lawyer, right? So, what about the guy who's doing the stuff you don't want to do? There's a premium to that i mean not everybody's gonna, gonna want to go scrub a toilet to impress a customer right um that's that's value to me
0: yeah yeah that's awesome man uh, the, that's like that that is truly awesome because uh, i mean it's a prime definition of going above and beyond for the customer like you just said and there isn't a lot of people out that would get get down and dirty to try and you know help out somebody too and that's that's what I'm big on personally. And that's why, you know, I started doing this show and to show customers too, that they need to hire people like you or a past people I've had on that do go above and beyond because unfortunately it is rare because there's so many, especially in construction, there is a lot of construction companies out there. A lot of them shouldn't be in business and you know, they are cause they are just about the money. And I say, I think I say this every day, it's not all about the money. Yeah, we're in business to make money, but we're also in business to help the customer. And that's what you're doing right there, your prime definition of that. That's awesome,
1: for sure. Well, man, I think, you know, I think there's a lot to, to, you know, to say for people who go out there and do that uh, every day. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, as business owners, we all go out there thinking we're going to make a million bucks. We're going to be rich and it's going to be good. And then you get into the business and there's the emotional element of it, too. Mm-hmm. you know nobody talks you don't hear stories about that uh the old lady that you went and you did a bunch of, of complimentary work for her because she couldn't pay for the work and she has no family i mean you know there's plenty of times where we go out and we you know we see somebody in of a small businesses we're not uh we're able to do stuff like that for people and uh really um you know there's a lot of guys in my company man that have big hearts sometimes i'm like why'd you why'd you do that for free man you know, call me on it. You know, as an old lady, man, she was hurting Andy, like she couldn't pay for it. I'm like, dude, okay. Well, you know, that's man, you about. did the right thing. And I'm glad I have a, a good guy. Like, you know, Hey, call me next time. and Just make me aware of it. But I'm glad that you uh, are the type of, you're the type of person on my team that would take care of people like that. I and mean, that's very important to me. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about right there for sure too. So what about like long-term and maintaining? I always I like to ask this, this question here because it's so important. You know, you, you've said you, be, you believe that your dedication to building long-term relationships with your customers sets you apart from other plumbing companies. So you know how important building long-term relationships is in any business. So mm-hmm. how do you maintain the relationships with your customers after a
1: job's complete? Um, You know, I, I'm really big in sending thank you cards oh, uh, handwritten thank you cards or nice. something I've always been doing. Um, I was even uh, sending them Starbucks cards too. Right. And uh, I don't believe there's anything wrong with asking your customer for feedback. Now there is something wrong with asking them for a good review because chances are, if you're having to ask for a good review, it's not well-earned, but what you can do is make, uh, make it easier readily available for them to go and give their feedback About your service and share it. So, um, we do that with our customers. I mean, we send them a thank you card. We let them know where they could give us feedback publicly. And, uh, you know, being confident in the services we deliver, um, whether it's good or bad, it either gives us an opportunity to take care of a bad situation or it gives us an opportunity to shine amongst our competition. Um, So, getting into business, you know, and I'm sure for you too. you know, reviews can be very frustrating sometimes. A lot of times you're like, man, you know, find out every every excuse in the world why you did not deserve that review. Uh, but for me, um, uh, w- you know, when I, when I give a good customer service or so our company gives a good customer service uh, experience, um, I want to know that that's uh, earned well. Mm-hmm. And I want people to see how we handle bad situations too. You know, but but in in regards to your question, I know I got off a little bit on that, but in regards to your uh, question, um, I touch base with my customers um, when free water heater flushes come up, I call them and uh, we get them to get them on the schedule uh, to give them a complimentary flush every now and then to show that we do appreciate them. And uh, we have a uh, peer plans too for our VIP customers that save okay. them a lot of money on the on the back end, too. And that comes with a wide array of services. I mean, it's you're getting a full-on home inspection, water heater flush. Um, we're checking your water filters in your home, your water software filtration systems, whatever it may be in your home um, to let you know exactly what needs to be replaced. In pure, and the pure plan members also get a, a, a discount as well on top of that. And they jump ahead of line in front of everybody else because they've been loyal customers for a long time.
0: Yeah, I like everything you've said there, too, is awesome. I mean, as far as what you're doing too, I mean, complimentary stuff, too. But I mean, on the review topic, I mean, that is good, because, you know, a lot of us will reach out and ask for a review. uh, And a lot a lot of people haven't earned it, like you said, I mean, you should do things like you were talking about to earn that review. So they'll automatically write it you know, without you having to constantly bring it up. Hey, can you give me a review? Hey, can you give me a review? You know, so that, that's, yeah, that's yeah. big right there. Because, I mean, that's what's making business, the business you know, businesses and everything more, more and more people are relying on reviews, especially in service industries and so on, you know, because that's the first thing they're looking at on Google and so on. So that's, it's, it's important, but also the little things that you're doing too, like going and doing a complimentary flush out so on. Um, or getting on your hands and knees and scrubbing a toilet too—that, in my perspective, definitely earns a, should earn a review too. So it's awesome what you're doing, man.
1: Well, you, you know what's you know what's crazy, Bill, is uh, we we're just I was just talking about this with with my guys the other day, and uh, depending on the type of relationship you have with your customer, mm-hmm. um, will base how certain situations can play out, even bad situations, right? So if you have a bad situation with a customer but you have a really good working relationship with them and they know you're the type of person that takes care of things. You're not going to get a bad review. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get a bad review. So that's why it's so critical for anybody who is in the plumbing industry or customer service injury industry period to go out there and create a deep relationship with someone because that deep relationship is going to give, uh, is, is, is going to keep you out of trouble when something bad does go wrong. because when you don't have that relationship, they'll blast you, mm-hmm. you know, but when you do have that good relationship, I've, I have this one guy. Okay. And I'm going to talk to this real quick story. This one guy, great guy. Awesome. He's a young guy. When he first started with me, uh, people would call and rave about him because he was just this sweet guy that everybody wanted to adopt. Okay. And I felt the same way. That's how I know how they feel. Cause I was like, I want to take this guy to my wing and help him. Right. So I'd send him out to calls He'd have a mistake The homeowner would call me and be like, Hey, uh, you know, this is kind of leaking again. And, and I don't want to get Mike in trouble. He's a great employee. He deserves a raise, but he did mess this up. Um, so I'd go out there and I'd fix it. And, uh, to this day, I look at him I'm like, you're the only guy in this whole company who could go out and mess something up, but then get a great review, <laughs> right? Get a great review, review still. And they still request you to come back, and it all goes to uh, how much you, they, you have to have a good relationship. They have mm-hmm. to love you, you know, and you have to be a real genuine person. That's what got this guy through some of the mistakes he made, because mistakes are going to happen. You know, we're not perfect.
0: Yeah, yeah. In any company, they are, and that kind of goes right into my next question too. I mean, you you have a ton of employees now. Obviously, the more you grow, the more you're going to maintain too and you've kind of brushed on core values and so on but you want to deliver the same quality product that you have been personally for years and and what you're all about and you have to teach all these employees that what you're about as far as your company you have said the foundation of peer plumbing comes you know from employing qualified professional plumbers who are trained to follow well organized company procedures so how did you maintain how do you maintain the same standard of service to the customer with so many employees
1: well, I think it's just uh, communication across the board. Oh, I God. mean, every day we meet on the same topics.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, a lot of the same stuff repeated time after time after time. And uh, you and me both know, because we both uh, have a lot of the same mentors, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when we go out and we train people, we repeat a lot of the same stuff over and over and over again until it gets ingrained into their head um, to go out and and, and, and do what's right uh, by our customer. But... I think when I hire people, I hire on core values. I don't hire on talent. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I prefer to pick my guys up really young because I want to I make their imprint in this industry. I want to be the first person they work for. I want to set them up right. Um, I want to get them the right training. I want to put them through school. And uh, I pay for that for, for a lot of my guys to go through that school. I don't have them sign contracts or anything like that because I just don't believe a contract is a good way to, to keep someone. I believe you keep people just by uh, being a man of your word and uh, you create loyalty um, and trust by trusting that people would do the right thing. Um, so you ever want to develop a good team, trust them,
2: mm-hmm.
1: trust them to go out and do the right thing by your customer and give them a little, a little leadway to go and do the right thing. Cause a lot of times you lock people down in a contract. Uh, they're, they're just going to feel like they're trapped, caged and locked down. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of times uh, you know, you get people say, Oh, these millennials are so different and they're hard to work with. They just want everything for free. A lot of them are really actually really good dudes. A lot of them are really smart. I've learned a lot of stuff from a lot of uh, uh, kids that are younger than me. Um, especially when it comes to marketing and uh, you know, when it comes to uh, hiring people now, I just look for uh, are they humble? Are they hungry? And are they smart? And you ever want to check the book out? Patrick Lencioni, uh writes, um, talks about that in, in in several of his books um, and he's a master at hiring people. So uh, I've always kind of gone by that um, ever since I read his book and it's really got me in the right path of hiring guys who are, uh, who are hungry, who want to work, who are humble, who are humble enough to take a corrective criticism when you need to give it, um, who are humble enough to uh, um, not brag about what they do in front of other guys mm-hmm. and show these other guys how to get where they're at. Um, cause in this trade, it's, it's hard to get trained by somebody. Cause they always think that you're going to take over their job or be better than them. So I, you know, I grew up around guys that were like, Oh, I'm not showing you how to do that. Why would I show you how to do that? Well, why wouldn't I show you how to do that? Isn't that your legacy is to like show this guy how to do something so he can go and talk about you and use you as an example to everybody. He trains, that's your legacy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so really, I've always looked at things as it's my duty to raise as many competent plumbers out there in this field, whether they stick with me or leave, because that's my legacy, right? And I want to have a positive impact on as many people in this plumbing trade as I possibly can. I mean, that's ultimately my goal. But uh, to answer your question, you know, we, we train on, on core values. Um, we, the core values of this company um, are very dear to us. And we, uh, people fire themselves based on our core values, mm-hmm. uh, you know, our core values, uh, you don't fit the team. You know, it could be a different place out there that you could work, uh, with a set of core values that you believe in, but, uh, we have ours and we stick to them. And that's, you know, that's how we, uh, deliver the same customer service across the board.
0: Yeah. I mean, the core values are huge and every company as me and you both know, same mentors, like we talked about too, being in, oh, yeah. both being in the same group and all that too. But also what you said too, about, you know, you hiring them young, uh, younger people and then establishing that trust right off the bat. I mean, that's huge, you know, cause if you're going out and you're finding somebody that's hungry that wants to work and uh, Sean Henry, who I had on one of my episodes too, who I'm sure you know,
1: he oh, yeah. uh,
0: you know, he, with his company, he said he, he'll go to a restaurant. If he sees a waiter, you know, that's going above and beyond and, and, and going the extra mile, he'll he'll give him his his business card. He actually has his core values on there. And he said and he'll say, Give me a call if you want to further your career, make more money too. Similar to what you're doing is is finding these people that are hungry, that are hard workers too. Yeah, because oh, okay. they they in the millennial thing too, they say oh, millennials aren't hard workers. There's hard workers everywhere if you just look. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, and there's, there's there's people not looking for them. That's the thing. You know, they want oh, them to come okay. to them.
1: I, I always say, you know, I I've you know, obviously I'm biased. I you know, if find me a good old Midwestern farm boy out in <laughs> You know, somewhere out in the Midwest who is you know bailing hay with his family, you know dad was hard on him. those are the best guys. Oh yeah those are the, those are the best guys for me. and I know that it's that's a stereotype, right? <laughs> you know, there's guys all over America that are you know hardworking dudes you know that um, grew up uh, you know blue collar or working class people who are looking to get ahead and really that's those are the people I love and those are the people who have helped me build my business. Uh, you know, we all know that you know people build business and it's our duty to build them.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's all how you're raised. I mean, there's, there's a lot of people that I, I mean, I I'm originally from the Midwest, and I wasn't bailing hay, but I was shoveling dirt, you know what I mean? So it, it, yeah. it was just, it's just how you're raised, because that's the way I was raised. Ever since I was little, I had to work for what I wanted, what I wanted. Yeah, you know, I, I had a good family and stuff, too. But, you know, and they give me gifts here. and there, But my, anything I really, really wanted, my dad would make me work for it. And he'd say, you got to go to work. Let's go. You know, even as a little kid, I remember going to a shop and, sweep, like I said, sweeping job sites, doing stuff. I actually had to work to earn what I wanted. So, and that's the way it's always been to, to this day. And and there's a lot of other people out there like like that. It's just like we just said, if you look for them, uh, like, you know, the example of the a waiter in a restaurant, there's a lot of hard, hardworking waiters that you can come across every single day that you know, they're not glued to being a waiter or waitress. That's just where they're at, you know, and they're making good money doing it, but they can make better opportunity and better money working for somebody like you that abides by those core values and teaches them, you know,
1: a next step in business too. And, 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 you know, like I said, you know, there's, there's the waiters, you know, the fast food, we know workers who are young and just haven't figured things out, but you know what? Um, as a business owner, there's one talent that I think is most important, and it's uh, recognizing other people's talents and learning how to harness those talents and put them to their best best use. Mm-hmm. Spot on, love that.
0: So, going on to the next thing too. I mean, working working with family, you know, can be great sometimes and sometimes a challenge. Uh, I, I I'm within a family business. I work every single day with my brother. Now my sisters come on board too. You know, we mostly get along for the most part. You know, we've had our, our little things here and there, but we, we pretty much everything is pretty calm, collective, and we all get along and work together. You were part owner with your wife, and obviously being part owner with significant other can be challenging at times, work it can be better in other times too. How, how has this been been being in business with your significant other, and how do you deal with business issues outside
1: of the home? For example, um, gosh, me and my wife, uh, we've always been able to work well together. Um, that's good. We we met in Chicago, and uh, she helped me with the books on a business I had with another guy. And she actually even, uh, she actually even uh, came through and became my partner in closing that business off because uh, it was, you know, one of those experiences where I had a business partner, we split up. And she really kind of took the reins and really helped me kind of get through that um, because we ended up getting a little bit of debt. And uh, we just had to close everything out, and make sure everything closed out right. So she uh, has always been one to step in for me. Um, she's been my biggest supporter. And, of course, I'm her biggest supporter as well. Um, I definitely never try to steal her shine because she's a huge part of this business. Um, and she's never tried to do that for me. If anything, we've always tried to promote each other over ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important because uh, there could be that dynamic where you're working against each other. Um, because let's be realistic. Uh, when you start making a little bit of money and you start uh, things start happening, um, there's two things that can happen. It can push you either further apart. It can make you magnify your cockiness, your greediness or whatever it is. But Um, We've always tried to stay grounded, uh, you know, whether it's through our church, through our faith um, or just, uh, you know, our communication with each other. You know, we've we've just uh, you know, we've we've been broke together. Uh, We've done well together. And uh, we just always remember where we come from, you know, and and how we fought through it and how we got here. And uh, we're not at our destiny at our destination yet. But, uh, man, I, I, I love working with my wife. She's like my best friend, that's Awesome. you know, like I say, anything that she does, um, in this business, I am not good at <laughs> you know? when it comes to managing the money end of it. Uh, you know, that's something that I want nothing to do with. Uh, and she really does it well. So, um, she really comp- complements me well. And like I say, I enjoy going out, talking to people, meeting with people, working with people, um, you know, uh, cu- talking and coaching my team. I, I love that. Um, and we just kind of, we stay in our lanes and when we meet, sometimes we butt heads fierce. I mean, <laughs> when we're in business, um, the marriage hat is off and we are like full on, like discussing serious issues and we do not hold back. Mm-hmm. Um, we do not hold back at all. She's true. strongly about something. Um, uh, you know, I try to support her as the best I can. And, uh, she does the same for me. And when we don't agree, um, we look at each other and say, we disagree, but we're always able to come to an agreement together, uh, for the better of the company. Um, and I, and I think, uh, in most relationships that, uh, that's hard, you know, that's why most people, uh, can't live with each other and be in relationship with each other because it's, uh, it's, it's really tough. Yeah. But, uh, like i say you know it's we got a family support and i think our kids you know both both our you know our, our little ones we do it for our little ones too uh, you know they're looking at us and seeing how we deal with things and uh we have a huge impact on how they're going to be in business later on in life too so we're very very conscious of that
0: yeah, it's it's like you just said though it's so important to have somebody especially a significant other in your corner you know all the time and that's what you have but she also compliments you on certain areas that you're not good at too and that's that's what you want in any business too you know because you're good at certain things she's good at another and that's what keeps you guys going that's what keeps the company growing too so I mean good for you on that one too because I mean it's it's not always easy but I mean if you have that what you just said, everything. That's awesome, man. Good for you on that.
1: Yeah. I don't think, you know, I, I really, uh, I really try to wake up in the morning. First thing I, gosh, it's so hard to separate work and and home life. That's a whole, that's a whole other conversation. But, um, you know, if I could recommend this to anybody who's in business, uh, just from my example, uh, when you go home, uh, find a way to be present, Mm -hmm. you know, find a way to be present with your kids. Um, and uh, make your kids number one when they're home because as entrepreneurs, business never stops. It's never going to stop, man. People are going to call you. They're going to want to, they're going to be demanding of your time. Um, uh, Not just your customers, but, but your employees as well. And uh, they have to learn to respect your time as well. And uh, because if you're living a well-balanced home life, um, your work life is going to be much better too. So uh, we've all juggled, you know, family and business life and stuff. And, um, as a couple, believe me, uh, you know, we're, we've, we've gone through that and Hey, we go through it all the time. I mean, I think just three, four weeks ago, we were dealing with it, you know, and I had major changes to go through. So, you know, it's it's not perfect. Uh, it never will be perfect, but as long as both of you are reasonable and you want the right thing by your family, you'll, you'll always make the right decision.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So let's, let's go on you personally a little bit here. You have built an amazing company that continues to grow every single day. You know, I've been asking this question too, because, you know, I want to get more on your personal side of things. What lessons have you learned throughout your journey that we should all apply to our own business or lives that can help us all grow?
1: Well, you know, I've heard a lot of people up on stage talk about different things and, uh, You know, my philosophy is this, um, whatever it is that you're shooting for overshoot it by a long shot. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, don't hold yourself back from your true potential because just because you've never seen anybody get where you want to go. Um, if I could recommend anything to anybody, put yourself around people who are doing things way more amazing than you have ever done. Mm -hmm. Uh, because that's the only way you're going to see, the capabilities of what you're really meant to do. Um, Like I say, I, you know, I dropped out of high school when I was a sophomore in high school, you know, uh, high school just wasn't for me. Um, Teachers never thought I'd amount to anything. Um, I started feeling negative about myself because I wasn't as sharp as other people in math um, but what I realized, uh, after I dropped out of school, I went and I got my GED, I realized that I just learned a lot differently than other people. Um, I'm the type of person that has to go out and learn things for myself without anybody, um, showing me how to do something. I need to figure it out and work it out in my mind. And my mind just works a little bit differently. So, uh, for anybody going out there and, uh, and, and starting their own business, Um, don't let things from your past hold you back from your true potential because of something somebody told you in the past or what you believe you might be, because I'm living proof of that, man. I mean, as a dropping out a sophomore in high school, I was never supposed to own a business. The only, the only reason the, that, that I, that I did or have the, you know, have the drive to open this business was because, um, I believed in myself and I was hungry You know, I didn't want to be broke. I didn't want to be poor. And I knew this when I was young. Um, You know, when your mom is a young kid, it has to put your Jordans on layaway. (laughs) And the rest of the team have them. Um, Something hits you, hits your mind. First of all, you think, man, she really put, she really sacrificed a lot for me when she had other kids. And uh, that hurt and that pain was the best thing for me because it just made me it really made me a, a hungry animal. It just, it really made me want to go out there and just and get it. Um, So yeah. So in, in your mind um, you're way better than you think you are. You're capable of things um, that you would never believe you could do and vision, have a vision, have a vision for what you want to happen because it will happen. Mark my words. And I, And I never believed in quantum physics until I started reading Dr. Joe's books. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you, there are a lot of similarities that he talks about that have happened for me in my life that he've made me uh, completely reverse the way I think. Um, I was driving down the road just the other day. And I, you know, as a kid, I was looking at this community here in Vegas. And I was like, man, you know what? When I, you know, and I was probably like maybe eight years old. I was like, you know, when I grow up, I'm going to buy a house in there. When I get older, I'm going to buy a house in there. And this was in the back of a Ford Bronco with a mattress in there. And we came out to Vegas to visit our family where we, we used to do some crazy trips. Right. And, uh, sure enough, I bought a house in that community. Bought a house, sold it, flipped it. And then, uh, we're living in another place now, but, uh, I'm always looking to the future and always looking uh, you know, now I vision my house and my house on the top of this hill with a view of Vegas, with an infinity pool and me out there playing with my kids um that's what drives me to be better that's that's what uh, drives me to want more and uh i'm pretty sure that that's going to happen i'm that pretty was,
0: sure yeah i after hearing that i have no doubt about it right there that's probably one of the best answers to that question i've ever gotten right there too so i mean that that's awesome man and and for you i mean it's, you are 100% right too i mean what you're telling the audience too you can do anything you want. I mean, it's plain and simple. You dropping out of high school is a prime example of that. I, I have a friend personally that dropped out, I think, sophomore year and ended up getting a GED. Similar situation. He runs a, one of the larger landscape companies in the area now. You know, so, I mean, you doing what you're doing. Because, I, I mean, a lot of people, too, there, it's a lot different learning out in the field and learning visually and actually doing something than, oh yeah you know, learning by book, too. You know school Ooh. and it gets you so far and there's nothing against school and in my opinion I mean I have my opinion on it as far as education says so I went to college uh you know because I played football and so on but I mean the education I learned there I've actually learned more in reality doing the things I've done like I sold cars at 20 years old I learned a lot about sales doing that I, I I've sold a lot of houses because I've worked inside of them and learn and watched these subcontractors and learned, you know, it's just personal experience like you said it's it's just a whole different avenue too. But yeah, your answer to that and especially I'm big okay. with the visualization thing too, man. Like, you know, seeing your future and seeing, you know, a house that you're going to own one day or or seeing, you know, a girl you're going to be with. I talked about this on another episode too, and the power of visualization and seeing, you know, what's going to happen. It's, it's powerful. And not a lot of people think it's true, but it, 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 I'm a big believer in it just like you are too. So. Yes.
1: You know, perfect per example. I drove by on, on to work every day. I drove by this lot. They started building on this lot. They started raising this uh, tilt up, right. Just like, you know, Andy, Andy for is building a, uh, his first form facility. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When I see his pictures, it brings back memories for me because last year I was watching him to put this tilt up and I hadn't purchased it. It, it was, wasn't going to be the peer plumbing headquarters at that point, but within, gosh, I drove by it for two weeks. I saw it. It started to look nice. And I'm like, you know what? I'm like, man, there's a park right there. There's restaurants over here. This would be a great place for our, for our, for our employees you know, during lunch break, they could go running, they could go to the park, we could barbecue with the kids and have fun and just build this great culture environment. And uh, sure enough, um, like two weeks later, I put an offer, they accepted my offer. Um, that weekend on a napkin, I drew out exactly how I wanted to build it, like on a, on a, on a napkin and uh, gave it to a draftsman. He drafted it up and we we're building this thing, man. And we just, we finished this thing like just last year. And, uh, man, I wish I could show you, uh, it's, it's my dream office. Um, I've got windows looking down into the, into the bottom over here where I can see everybody who walks in If somebody comes in and interrupts me during business hours. They have no access to me now. Now I'm totally focused in my area where I can get the most work done. If I need to take a mad nap, I got a couch right over here to to my left hand side. You guys can't see it right now, but I take my nap. I read my book, you know, when I was doing 75 hard, man, i shut off my lights in here Have my little reading light. And I would just zone out for a little while and start reading my book and, and and just kind of zone out into it. Um, But, but like I say, you know, we're all looking to create that environment that makes us thrive and uh, create your own environment, you know, create your own environment. And, and like I say, I was just talking the other day, uh, there was a mention on Facebook. uh, What is your end all? What would you want to do in life before you hit, you know, before you kick the bucket, right. What's your bucket, you know, what's on the top on your bucket list. So I throw out this wild thing out there. I want to develop a, uh, uh, a, uh, master plan community, right. I already have people reaching out to me right now. They're, they're saying, Hey, look, we'd love to help you get this done. You know, it's like, honestly, to tell you the truth, I threw it out there. Now it's like, it's good. I, I think it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen is at some point in my life and maybe sooner than I think. So, uh, you know there're crazy things you think in your head sometimes uh they those things happen <laughs> so whatever you're throwing out there uh be you know it's going to happen trust me yeah
0: yeah no it's it's true man cuz i mean and it's it's powerful too and it's just the extent you're thinking of it cuz when you could see it so clear and you just know one day it's going to happen i mean yeah. it's probably it's more than likely going to happen too and i i've used like you know, past girlfriends, stuff like that. Oh, I want to be, I'm going to get, I'm going to date that girl. And then you end up dating her or, you know, when you're a little kid and you want that toy so bad that somehow you end up getting it, whether you work for it, like we talked about or something, it it comes in there, you know, in the reality too. And I mean, and just the older you get, the more, the more things that you're thinking of business-wise, so on, that you, these goals and you visualize them too, it, it's going to happen. It's powerful, man. And your office, prime example. That's, you know, that's awesome. Yeah, I wish I could
1: show, if I could take my computer <laughs> and walk around with it, I, I wish I could show you guys, man, because it's something we're so proud of over here. And you know, when I built this, when I, when I built it, right? Um, you know, I gave the ladies who take the inbound calls the best spot in the whole place. You know, it gets sunlight. It has a view of the park. And you know what? My whole mentality behind that was these women probably have the job that is probably the hardest in the company. Mm-hmm. That's converting a, uh, a customer on the phone to get them to book with us, right? They're happy as hell down there, laughing, playing all the time. When we moved into this office, our caliber of people just skyrocketed. So um, when, when I say create the right environment, like put your people in an environment that you would be proud to work at. Google does it well, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to create an office like Google, right? Because you know, there's bags and there's couches and there's stuff like that there. It doesn't just have to be Google. You know? I mean, what, what if an architect had an office where you could go lay on the couch and freaking draft a master plan of some wild building that you sell the blueprints for a couple million bucks and own the rights to?
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: know? The possibilities are in this, man. Mm-hmm. People walk in here and they're like, what is this, dude? Google? yeah it's kind of like the google of (laughs) something that's awesome but but they like it they're they're intrigued and and they're curious and uh people come in here all day and every day and they're like oh what is this place plumbing company bro (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome man that's awesome
0: um, a little bit more, so uh, I was, I've, I've been asking this question a lot too because everybody asks you about your past. So what are you thinking for your future? You know, Where do you want to be business-wise or in life? You know, where will you be in the future?
1: Well, um, I have a mission, right? And my goal is always to raise the roof on this business. I want multiple locations. I want to empower people within the company to run those locations. And I want as many as possible. I'd like to be nationwide. I'd like Pure Plumbing to be a brand name that's recognized uh, around the country. Um, when it comes to being a national uh, brand, um, I hope to be a national brand that's privately owned or employee owned, to tell you the truth. Um, I want to bring those people up who have been most loyal to me. I, I've, I've got an obligation to them, and uh, I'm an honorable man. And uh, I believe my word. I want my word to be, you know, if there could be anything on my grave when I die. I want them to say, uh, you know, he was a man of his word. Mm -hmm. He made things happen, you know. And that's what I want my sons to know, me as too. And I want them to be the same way.
0: Awesome. Great answers. And final question. I always ask this to everybody. What exactly do people need to look for when hiring a plumbing company? And why should they choose Andrew or on pure plan, pure plumbing as their contractor of choice?
1: Well, just look for somebody who's honest, somebody who's straight up, somebody who has a game plan going into the project, Uh, body language. uh, Look for body language. Um, If they're looking at you straight in the eyes and uh, letting you know exactly how it is and uh, there's some sincerity behind it, they truly want to help you out, you're going to know and that's your instincts are going to tell you that's the right person. Um, Just make sure they're asking the right questions. Uh, make sure you're giving them the right answers and you can't go wrong with uh, whoever it is you choose. Why would you choose me uh, or my company or, or any employee that works for me? Well, we have core values. Uh, we have core values that we hold dearly to us. We like to take care of our customer and we take great pride in our, in our work. So um, whatever project that you're going to do in your home, uh, you certainly are going to want somebody like us to come and do it. So I think that's why you'd want to use us.
0: Awesome. Andy, this has been awesome, man. I really appreciate you coming on. Last thing, where can people connect with you or find you social media anywhere? Where can they find you?
1: Um, so, uh, so you can find us, uh, our website is pureplumbinglv.com. and the LV is for Las Vegas, but it's just uh pure dot So, uh, you can message, uh, you, you can message me there. Um, you could also, uh, message me at, uh, Andrew at pureplumbinglv.com. Um, if some of the stuff uh, has resonated with you today, you have any questions, I'm open for questions for, you know, I I like to help people. Um, I've I've been helped out by a lot of people, so I believe it's my duty to help other people as well. And if there's something that I have to share or offer that can help you, uh, I'm here for uh, any one of you guys out there as well. Um, you know, I appreciate you guys, uh, having me here. Uh, my Instagram, uh, you could reach me there too. It's, uh, Andy Aranda one. Um, that's my, uh, that's my Instagram. And then, uh, you can find me at, uh, Andrew Aranda on Facebook. So, uh, so yeah, you know, uh, any, any, you guys want to connect out there? I'm always down to connect. Billy, I appreciate you having me on the show. Um, I know we've been trying to connect for some time now. <laughs> uh, I know we ran into at the syndicate yeah. live. And it was just kind of real brief because I was, you know, back and forth real quick. But uh, I I am uh, fortunate to have ran into you and stuff. And uh, I think what you're doing with your podcast is great, man. Yeah. Did you have a vision for this when you started it?
0: I I mean, the the main, the, the reason I, for doing this, I just, my main vision is to help people because it, it was mostly and I know that's kind of a cliche answer, but it's just hell because not a lot of people know what to look for in our industries. I mean, in construction in general, you know, I deal with it every day where I deal with customers that are talking with other builders. That, and I don't ever bash other companies or builders. That's not who we are. But I just know about them because, you know, you know your competition. I know mine. And you just know they're not good builders or they're not good contractors. And they've screwed people in the past. So, I mean, it's just it's more to educate people and especially even in real estate too, because I do real estate as, as also, and you know, there's so many realtors out there that just don't care. And they just, it's all about the paycheck and you know, the quick turnover, let me grab my commission check and never talk to somebody again. But these okay. people are spending so much money in these, you know, building a house or doing, you know, plumbing work or so. It's such a big expense in all these different industries. That's why, you know, I, this almost became more of a passion to help people and do and, and show them what to look for when buying, building, selling a house, because there's nothing out there really that's doing this too. And hopefully it blows up, you know, maybe one day I'll have a show and a hobby on it, you know, <laughs> we'll be on cable TV or something, but you know, that's the long-term vision of it. I hope it keeps the is growing. It's constantly growing all the time, which is good because more and more people are getting benefit and value out of it. I've had, people dm me about it too saying hey man this really helped i've had them dm me asking me questions about how to install a dishwasher you know so there's just it's it's just all about helping people and the satisfaction of doing this and actually helping is
1: what's what it's all about like i said so we know the the crazy thing is for like people like us that uh that are in the construction industry mm -hmm you know, we don't realize, uh, some people just, they don't have any idea what to do, you know, no. just like for different, different industries for us. Uh, there's certain industries that I do not know what the hell I'm doing, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, whatever profession you're in, you always think somebody knows a little something about what it is you do. So, yeah. So educating the the public and, and helping them out. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a must. And it's kind of like, it's, it's, it's our duty to do that, you mm-hmm. know, help people in uh, making the right choice.
0: Well, see, that's why I'm trying to hit all these different angles too, like having you on in the plumbing industry. And then I had, you know, uh, Sean, um, Henry, like I said, with solar and energy efficiency, then I've had a roofer on, I've had different real estate agents, investors, I've had wholesalers, I've, you know, I'm just trying to hit all these little different angles, because there's so many different things in the construction business and real estate industry that people don't know. And they do. They go into a blind. I mean, you know, they may read a review or something or Zillow reviews that were compiled of a realtor calling all her friends or something. You know what I mean? Uh, review me, review me. But in reality, it's when you talk face to face with somebody and actually interview somebody that has that good reputation because of word of mouth too and has earned the reputation. That's you know, it's 10 times what it's, what it's all about too. And just, it's, it's tough, man. It's, it's a tough industry. You don't, a lot of people don't know and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. And it's turned into more of a passion thing than anything. And it's been consistent and just keeps growing. You know, the numbers keep going up and hopefully more people listen and, and yeah. it keeps growing and growing and we keep helping people.
1: Well, We know the cool thing you mentioned, uh, Sean Henry, man, the first time that I met him, uh, in, in, in Coeur d'Alene. Uh, he, uh, he was telling me, he's like, yeah, man. He's like, anytime you want to get into the solar business, dude, I'll help you the whole way through. Yeah. Uh, so there are a lot of good guys, man. You know, oh, you have yeah. to go and stuff. When I, when I met him, he just, he had made a good impression on me and stuff. And, uh, he's had a lot of success in his business, but any mm-hmm. business owner who wants to help you do what they do, yeah.
2: that's,
0: so yeah that shows right there i mean he's willing to help anybody but and because he is who he is i mean you're you are who you are you run i mean you can give all the information you want to people it doesn't mean they're going to take it and do it and capitalize on it too i mean there's only going to be one one of you and the way you operate and the way you run your employees and so on nobody can i mean they can repeat it all they want but they're not they can't be you you know, yeah. and, they, and they can't sell like you, or they can't talk to people. Like you. It's just there's one of you, and you know we yeah. wish we can clone ourselves and have a bunch of us running around sometimes, but you know it's not possible. So you gotta hire employees bore that ourselves.
1: <laughs> we bore ourselves cloning ourselves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <We> drive ourselves <laughs> crazy, right? Yeah.
0: So, I mean, it's, that's what this is all about As like, and it's turned into something where, I mean, I'm on 20 say and it's going to be the 28th episode. And nice. it can, like I said, it's just all about helping people and trying to hit all the different directions of construction as much as possible too, man. So I appreciate you taking the time coming on and giving no your info, man. It's a lot of great information. So I guarantee it'll give a lot of value to people too, for sure. So, well, yeah, any,
1: anytime. You know, you guys need anything? Like I say, I'm, I'm I'm available to you guys, of course, for you anytime, Billy. You know, thanks for having me again, man.
0: I appreciate it, Andrew, and thank you guys for listening. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Have a good one, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Real Build. And guys, if you would just take a little bit of your time to write a review below, I'd really appreciate it. It doesn't take long. Obviously, reviews are going to make this show be heard by more people. And that's what we need. We need to get this out there. So please write a review, share it with your friends and family. And thank you so much for everybody that's listening. And
2: I'll see you guys on the next episode.